Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's The Con Guy, Comic Con Prep Show. I love it when it looks like a party in here. Welcome to yeah. the Con Guy, Comic Con Prep Show. We are your home for news and insider opinions from the world of Comic-Cons, fandoms, pop culture, cool events, which includes Gallifrey, includes a cool new movie called Wendy. We have a lot to talk about today, a little bit about indie, a little bit about E.T., a little bit about some of that cool stuff. Who do we have in the room with us today? Hey, my name is Derek. I'm a contributor to theconguy.com. And I'm Katie. I am a cosplayer slash the con girl, and I do social media when I can for the con guy as well. Some very rude applause there. Hey, everybody. My name's Ben Cleaver. <laughs> oh, hey, Ben Cleaver. Ben Cleaver. Ben Cleaver. Yes. Um, why do you have that red cup? Say, I'm glad you asked that, Derek, because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. Mm-hmm. All right. And who do we have on the couch today? Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm joining in to talk about Wendy. And Luke Cheeseman is not on the couch today, but that's all right. We'd rather have Amanda tonight. Because Amanda and um, Ryan, who is in the booth. Ryan. Yes, I'm alive and well. Yes, he's Yay. our engineer and, and got the guy that keeps us straight every week. He and Amanda went to a cool screening of the new film, Wendy, this week. And they, there was a cool Q&A. And mm-hmm. you have a special connection to the film. What is it, Amanda? Uh, the director is, and the co-writers are my cousins. Which is very cool. cool. So yeah. It was awesome. It was. We'll get into it later, but a really special night. All right, guys. So tonight, question, question. So when you say they are your cousins, you mean is it like a brother-sister team? Uh, Yeah, the director um, is my cousin Ben, and then him and his sister Eliza wrote the film together. That's cool. My sister and I have written some stuff together a little bit, and we want to do more, so that's inspiring to me. That's really cool. Yes. So tonight on the show, here's what we have on tap. Derek is going to take us through the bulletin board. He has Mm -hmm. some really cool events coming up. Katie is going to do a deep dive. Give us the Katie's updates and some deadlines and things coming up. Ben, Ben is going to uh, give us a report from Gallifrey One, the really cool Do Doctor mm-hmm. Who convention. And then Amanda, of course, is going to take us through Wendy. Me, I am going to be, I guess, Whoopi Goldberg and try to keep the view on course tonight. Okay. <laughs> but I did want to tell you guys, um, we have some really cool shows coming up, and I hope you guys do pay attention I hate that. Pay attention. I sound like a school mark. Pay you know? attention, I'm gonna children. I'm going to hit you with a ruler. <laughs> I hope you do. Uh, I will s- wrap your knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh, that one hurt. Yikes. <laughs> Serious. Uh, anyways, it almost made me say something dirty. But <laughs> um, we have some cool events. I mean, some cool shows coming up. Uh, for those of you who are maybe a little bit unaware of how our format works, we're mostly throughout the year where we are the Con Guy Comic Con prep show. Everything mm-hmm. about Comic Cons, the world of Comic Cons, nerdy stuff, and it's really a lot of fun when we talk about that. But also, we have this other show that we also do on Monday nights. We kind of interchange. It's called The Scare Guy, and that is... We do the scare guy a little bit right now because there's a lot of horror films coming up, but mainly towards when we get closer to Halloween, you'll see the scare guy popping up a lot more, and that's when Katie becomes the final girl, which is very cool. And uh, so, but I, we will not be having a show next week because somebody in the room, me, is turning another age older, another year older, another age older, another age, and so I'm going to be going to Vegas, and mm-hmm. we will. Which is kind of cool because I do. <laughs> while we're there, I, Katie's got the shirt. We probably are going to be stopping by the Supernatural 
official convention nice. while we're in Vegas. Y'all don't get me another video. <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. We're going to try our best. I hope I do cool things like that when I turn 90. Because Brad will be with us, and we'll see if we can get some time with Jared. It's going to be cool. But Thanks. Or one That's from Jensen, because I don't have one from Jensen. Oh, nice. March 16th. No, March 16th in the same time slot. We are going to be having a Scare scare Guys show. And, Ryan, if you can pull up that 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th, there's a special event happening over in Beverly Hills. It's the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th, which actually happened in March. I did not realize that. And it's going to be a special um, immersive experience where... The, you the, get murdered. Where the school... No, they'll be showing the film. They're also going to be showing Sleepaway Camp. I don't know if I'm going to stay for part two. Have you guys seen Sleepaway Camp? It's cheesy. It's got a cult following, but it's a terrible, terrible... Uh, maybe it's a great movie. Most, That's why it has a cult following. following are terrible. Yeah, it's one of those midnight <laughs> yeah. films. But anyways, the the, um, the guy... What was his name? I forgot his name. The guy that did... T- Tom Savini, who did the makeup and special effects for the original Friday the 13th and some of the movies that follow, like... He did parts one and four of Friday the 13th, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Creep Show, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. His school that he started, they're providing a cool walkthrough immersive experience that night. So it's going to be very cool. We'll have a lot of cool video and photos from that. That's March the 16th. If you are interested in attending, go to studioscreenings.com. March 30th. Katie and Ben and Derek, if you're here as well, are going to be having a special cosplay-themed um, episode as we get ready for WonderCon coming up. Woohoo! April 6th will be our special Con Guy WonderCon preview show. We hope that some of our favorite Power Rangers will be joining us, and we will be talking about we can't give away yet. The schedule comes out to WonderCon three weeks before WonderCon, so we can't really reveal anything on the schedule, but we do have a feeling... That Ben Cleaver, our very own Ben Cleaver, will be making some friends with some Power Rangers, possibly on that schedule. We'll tell you more about that later. Um, and then April 20th on the Scare Guy Show, we're going to kick off our countdown to Halloween, believe it or not, because that's Ooh. six months to Halloween, it's halfway to Halloween. And we'll be doing it from the annual Spook Show at the Halloween Town in Orange County. Ooh. And that's when all the Halloween stores open up in April. So, so is it a, No, the Spook Show, it's really cool. This great big giant Halloween warehouse down in Orange County, they have an annual Spook Show. So, which I consider the beginning of Halloween season. Derek! Yeah. We have a bulletin board of some very cool events that are coming up. If you could take us through Yes, those, so we did just go through a number of dates. Here are some different ones for different <laughs> things. We're all about our lists. <laughs> I know. Here. We like well, this is we are an informative podcast. So we like to have compile all the information and put it out there so people know what to do for their conventions. Here's your list of things. List yeah. of lists. <laughs> all right. So coming up March 13th through 15th in Las Vegas is Cool World Vegas and Vegas ToyCon. I love the name Cool World Vegas. It's awesome. Yeah, I like it. And so at Cool World, um, they're doing this this reunion with the cast of ET. Which is awesome. Um, it includes Henry Thomas, who played Elliot, uh, D. Wallace, who played Elliot's mom, Robert uh, McNaughton, uh, the older brother, uh, Matthew Demerit, um, who is the main actor who actually did E.T. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so this is also a great event for toy collectors. It's special. It features a special event showcasing the Transformer toys with the voice cast of Optimus Prime and Megatron from the films. Very cool. Yeah, multiple panels showcasing Hot Wheels diecast cars and the Gross Experience, featuring the art and artist who created the Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen them at a convention. I just think that's one of the coolest things. I love those things. Yeah. I it, weren't they? Oh yeah. yeah. I had stickers everywhere. <laughs> oh, the eighties. 
Are they still around? <laughs> the yeah. Are the garbage still around? Oh, the, the 80s? <laughs> are the, are the 80s still around? The yeah. 80s, well, the How 80s, are, the 80s turning? came back with a vengeance, and, and the I, 80s return is still around. I've and we're like, we've had a little bit of a 90s resurgence, and we're probably going to phase into that more in the coming years. As long but, as disco doesn't come back. I love disco. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Nah, <laughs> man, the fifth wave of ska. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> coming up in April, 18th and 19th, is Anime Pasadena. It's your alternative alternative to huge, faceless, and expensive conventions with long lines that steal your soul and your wallet. <laughs> Anime Pasadena is centrally located in the heart of beautiful Pasadena, California. Meet Monica Real, who has voiced over 450 anime characters, including Bulma in the Dragon Ball franchise, Suyu um, in My Hero Academia, Sakura in Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, Subaki in Soul Eater. Just lots and lots and lots of stuff. Do you stuff know any as, of these, Katie? Any of these? I don't watch anime. I was just enjoying hearing Derek <laughs> yeah, say those. I know. So I'm, I'm butchering some of them because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even seen most of these shows. I've seen My Hero Academia. Um, I do love it. But um, don't you usually go to Anime Expo? No, I don't watch anime. So I mean, the big been. one downtown. I, I went to anime... Uh, L.A. It's L.A. once, but that was I was in a cosplay group. So there's oh, like okay. four of them now. There's ALA and then Anime Expo. This is exploding. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Real quick report, since I'm monitoring the uh, the live chat, we do have a question if Amanda's single. That's <laughs> That was put forth. <laughs> All right, next. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Which is on there. No on-air right. dating. All right, so we, we are not going to respond to that, apparently. Um, apparently we'll, not. We'll let Amanda respond to that in her own time and in her own way. Okay. Uh, so also at Anime Pasadena is uh, actor Ian James Corlett, who is it? I don't know if it's Corlett or Corlett. I'm sorry. But he's known as the uh, the first English voice for Goku. Oh, yeah. Um, plus Master Roshi. So this was, of course, in, like, the English dub. Obviously, different actors. But, um, and if, I, uh, most people have heard of Dragon Ball. Dragon yes. Ball Z. Yeah. Um, he was at yeah. Comic-Con, too. It's just about the most popular anime over here that it's I, that I know of. I think so, I mean, yeah. It's pretty popular. I don't yeah. know what's the most. The I don't know, but it's, it's like, huge. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, if, <laughs> I think for any anime fans, Anime Pasadena is going to have some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and then May 1st through 3rd uh, is AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C., which is celebrating the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future. Fantastic. With cast members such as Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Tom Wilson, Leah Thompson, uh, there's also a reunion of the cast of Saved by the Bell, <laughs> including Elizabeth Berkley, Mark Paul Gosseler, Mario Lopez. Um, wow. Screech will not yeah. be there. <laughs> That's too bad, I guess. Um, no doubt they'll be supporting their new Saved by the Bell coming to um, coming to the Peacock streaming service. NBC's. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's P- NBC service yeah, yeah. coming out. Um, FYI, we here on the Con Guys show will also be celebrating the 50- 35th anniversary of Back to the Future with a special episode this summer. Yes, we will. Yes, nice. as we must. Yes. Um, and then finally, that same weekend, May 1st through 3rd, Nichelle Nichols' farewell celebration in Burbank, California. And this is one that I'm particularly excited about. Um, various Star Trek cast members through various Star Trek se- uh, series, including Walter Koenig, Marina Sirtis, uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, Nana Visitor, uh, Doug Jones, and a whole lot of actors... Uh, we'll be celebrating the incomparable Nichelle Nichols, our beloved Uhura. Healing frequencies open one last time. That's on their website, yeah. and I read that, and I almost started crying like one yeah. last time. We met um, either at WonderCon or LA Comic Con, the person who was actually pr- uh, putting this convention on. And so we hope, hopefully we'll, we'll all be cool. able to attend. It's going to be right here in Burbank. And in the list that Derek read, that's just a fraction of the Star Wars luminaries Star- who will Star be attending. Trek. I'm sorry. 
Darn Star it's Wars. Okay. There, Star Wars? He did. There are only some fans who would get really offended by that. I know, but they're probably... A lot of people do enjoy both. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I love Star Trek. I was raised on Star Trek yeah. way before I ever saw a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell you what, I, it's very cool. And what's cool about all the guests, like, the green alien is going to be on there. The this alien, the blue one, you know. All these different <laughs> people cool. in there. Plus, I think... I think um, most of the cast, the surviving cast, will still be there to wish her a fond farewell. William Shatner has not said he's attending, even though he just lives over the hill in Studio City. He ought to come on down. Well, you so, know, they got to have surprises, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, so is Nichelle just like retiring from doing conventions? She's, she's okay. I forget she's how old, but she is up there. Yeah. She's 87. She, yeah, yeah the, she is retiring from conventions. Mm-hmm. This will be her final farewell convention. Yeah. I, I remember just a couple of years ago, she was the Grand Marshal in the Dragon Con parade through downtown Atlanta. Wow. On the front of the card, leading the parade, just waving, just having a, a great, great time. She is a cool lady. Yeah. And like, I, uh, it was San Diego Comic Con uh, a couple years ago. I was just like outside walking between the convention center and um, the Marriott and just like past her on the sidewalk. And of course, a couple of people were pushing her in a wheelchair. Like, she mm. can get Which, around, but like, through all of the walking you'd have to do there. Um, right. Which yeah. she actually does not like people to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just like, but I was overwhelmed. I was just like, it, it's just. I might as well have walked by Queen Elizabeth. Because um, <laughs> I was just like, I just really wanted to reach out and be like, God bless you. Yes. My queen. Please um, touch me. Please bless me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been great. <laughs> but if you ever see her at conventions, she's just, you know, she's got, she's just got this great air about her. She's, and she seems to just enjoy it also. Um, so it is, I'm sure this will be a very touching event. May 1st through 3rd in yep. Burbank. I, I hope to be there. So um, next on the agenda, we have Ben's Gallifrey Review. Yeah. And, 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 just, uh, and just a programming note to – well, not a programming note, a uh, technical note to Ryan. We, we, um, ben did submit three pictures a little bit late. I did those in the second round. Um, there's three pictures. I call them. Got ben. it. All so right. I don't even have like, pictures Searching. ready. I'm running for them. All right. Uh, Speaking of, <laughs> yes. uh, Nichelle Nichols actually comes to Gallifrey or has. I've seen her at the Gallifrey convention in the past, just at a booth signing stuff, mm-hmm. and people love her there as well. That's fantastic. Um, for those of you who don't know, Gallifrey One is a convention that's been happening for 31 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now it is the largest Doctor Who convention. In uh, in the United States, um, in North America, I think yes. specifically, and uh, always sells out, and always sells out. But part of that is because they do not increase the number of badges they sell; mm. they cap it. I think they've capped it at something like twenty five hundred or something like that. Mm. It's a rather um, small convention. But it's, it's very boutique and very cool, though. It's a vi- thirty one years. You no, were right. There's some music, <laughs> and here's a picture. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> So if you've never been and you want to go, you've got to wait for somebody to die. Is right, exactly. Yeah. Actually, uh, tickets for next year's Gallifrey one just went on sale this last uh, Saturday at noon. Oh. But they do have a, a very active and a very uh, cordial uh, ticket reselling program on their Facebook page mm-hmm. closer to the event. Hmm. So uh, there are people who are like, oh, I can't go. I can't end up, you know, I got a ticket. I can't go. It ends up. And so you can exchange on their uh, Facebook page. So this is a Dalek, the mighty Daleks that mm-hmm. are uh, the enemies of the Doctor. Uh, they seek to exterminate uh, all life forms that aren't themselves generally. Uh, this is a picture of my lovely wife, Brianna, posing with Pearl Mackey, who ah. played Bill in uh, one of the more recent seasons, uh, the Doctor's Companion, in uh, 
Peter Capaldi's last season as the Doctor, and uh, she has just started doing conventions within the last couple of years, and she, uh, I didn't get to talk to her, Brie talked to her a little bit, I did go see her panel uh, when she did a full interview, and she's just sweet as pie, and you can tell she's just thrilled to be there. She was a stage actress in England, Mm -hmm. and then got cast in Doctor Who, that Mm -hmm. was like her first TV job, essentially. And uh, you can tell in this picture, she's very happy and pleased to be there and also slightly terrified. Um, <laughs> and we have another picture yeah, as well. And another picture. Oh, this one is a great story because... Oh, isn't this great? That's Christopher doctor. Christopher Eccleston is my favorite doctor as well. He's uh, widely known as the ninth doctor. He was also the actor who launched the reboot of Doctor Who in yes. 2005. And it is now grown into regrown into a worldwide phenomenon as it, it kind of used to be back in the day as well. Um, but Christopher Eccleston is widely known for just doing the one season he had a falling out with the BBC and then said he, he would never have anything to do with Doctor Who ever again. <laughs> until? Um, until, for whatever reason, he, he uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation as to why, but he, he reconnected with it. He says he's found the fans at conventions to be very warm mm-hmm. and very... Uh, very much what he desires out of connecting with a fan base and you know he's he's very much a, a traditional old school kind of actor he's all about the craft uh, but it was hilarious because I have this 11 inch action figure of him as the ninth doctor and I call him tiny Christopher Eccleston and so I bring that up there I'm also dressed as his character from Doctor yeah. Who for those of you who are just listening there's a picture of Ben with um, Eccleston Christopher Eccleston, Christopher Eccleston yes. with his nine inch yeah. figure here in front of uh, us so I, I walk up with this toy and I'm <laughs> nice one I walk up with this toy and I said uh, I, you're I welcome shook, I shook Christopher's <laughs> hand and I said sir it's it's an honor and a pleasure to meet you uh, I just wanted to thank you for for all your work and everything you've done and and uh, this is uh, this is my uh, action figure of you I call him Tiny Christopher and he goes <laughs> Tiny Christopher and he like because he's from the north you know and he grabs the action figure holds it up I just point it and smile and they <laughs> pop this picture and it's probably one of the greatest photos ever taken of all time. I love that photo. Yeah, that, photo. I love that photo. I'm going to make it his the, face. I'm going to make it the front of the right. kind guy for a while. It's so great. Uh, but he was sweet. We, we I, can make t-shirts. There you go. I, I went and watched his uh, his interview as well and, and he just very he's I you know he's got a very different personality than me but it's um i i respect the hell out of him and and his mm-hmm. approach to the craft of acting and and other than that the Gallifrey convention is full of different panels that you can attend uh there's a ton of there's actually a pretty large star trek uh uh population there they do a several panels on star trek oh and, seriously yeah and connections between doctor who and star trek and fan you know theories and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well as actual science panels on like the mars rovers and stuff like that and then of course a ton of doctor who and and watching episodes and and breaking down episodes and photo opportunities uh, this is a, a convention where the actors will just walk around and have a drink with you, you know, at the bar in the hotel. It's also a big lobby con, so mm-hmm. a lot of drinking in the lobby of the the LAX Marriott. Um, so who puts on Gallifrey One? I mean, is it is it the fans or is there is it the BBC? Uh, no, it's its own uh, independent company, and I, the you. name of it escapes me right now. I know what the name of the company is, and I can't remember it off the top. Oh of my no, worries, but. Um, BBC, no, it's not, them. It's not the BBC. <laughs> it's it's Thanks, Ryan. it's an independent uh, company, but they they do reach out and and coordinate a lot of you know all these 
celebrity appearances as well as um, just different organizations that come in and, and uh, put on presentations and that sort of what thing. What was your favorite part? of the? Oh, besides the photo right there. The photo was by far and away I my mean, favorite that's part. That's going to live forever. It's all um, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> literally fantastic, which was his catchphrase. Did you yes. say fantastic when you met him at uh, all? I, I don't think oh, I did say fantastic man. when I met like him. You like when you did, was, if you had the time to post, you should have been like, say fantastic. Somebody else probably did yeah. say it yeah. during the day. Sure. Yeah. Probably it, a lot um, of people. It yeah. was so fast. Like I, that you know, I was there for probably less than forty seconds, maybe less yeah. than thirty, possibly, just because they had so many people that were trying to get through the line. Yeah, and you don't want to be the guy who holds the line up, just exactly. Because you have to say the things that you want to say. But you yeah. know, I got in there, and he'd already taken a picture with however many people yeah. you know for mm-hmm. an over an hour already and he yep. just was sweet and courteous and and God, nice, that's so. acting yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't like it was like a really big. It was a really big deal that he attended this year. right? Oh, a yeah. huge deal Very because big. he just started reconnecting with Doctor Who within the last year mm-hmm. and going to conventions and and that sort of thing. So because it was a big deal of how he was like, I will never have anything to do with Doctor Who ever again. And they said, Will you come back for an anniversary special? Because a few years ago they had yeah. the fiftieth anniversary. And he didn't even they didn't come that. back. They had to rewrite a whole part and mm-hmm. and get John Hurt to play this unknown Doctor that was originally meant to be a part for. Christopher Eccleston to reprise. I did not his realize role. that, and yeah. he he reprised you know Doctor Who yeah. fifteen years ago now. So for him to just be coming back yeah. into yeah. it is, is that's a big deal. Um, he was once asked years ago if he would you know would you be willing to come back for the fiftieth anniversary special, and he said no, but I will come back for the hundredth anniversary special, <laughs> and it will probably happen. Which would Hopefully, ma- which would, would make him I I think It'd be forty nine years from uh, now. almost just short of a hundred years old because I think he was born right after the. The series started in the early mm. 60s. I mean, he is a 900-year-old time lord. That's yeah, true. because we are up to, like, season... This is 51 or 52. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you count. Well, 50 years. I'm yeah. sorry, 50 yeah. years. Because yeah. uh, it started in 62 three. or 63. 63, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at a 60th anniversary special here in the next three years. Yeah. Well, well, no, no. Shit, last no. year, they just celebrated the 50th anniversary. No, yeah. 50th that was, that was, was a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. It's been a few years, yeah. All right. So, just real quick, is there a panel or anything that kind of stood out? Or man, there's cosplay panels. Actually, a friend of mine named Lindsay Share was uh, was part of a cosplay panel, and like basically, here's how you get started. And people had questions: How do you build these props? I need these specific shoes, and she had all this great information of like you can make something that looks like those shoes that is not five hundred dollars, like those weird, crazy shoes you need, you know. And uh, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and then just. Hanging out with a bunch of people who love Doctor Who and yeah. nerding out about that and getting drunk. Uh, excuse me. I mean, drinking Dr. Pepper. There you go. And uh, no, it's it's Nobody just, was driving. They were just sitting there in the hotel. That's so. why we all stay at the hotel. Yes. We exactly. don't get in the car and drive. That's just like convention 101 there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's just a blast being there being because it's the and even the, like I said, the celebrity guests are not, you know, corralled away somewhere far away like. I remember after the Christopher Eccleston interview, it was in the morning. We went upstairs to get uh, to get lunch and have a beer, and there were people at the bar drinking. And Christopher Eccleston, his his uh, handler, come walking through the bar area, and he's like, "Oh, people are drinking already." <laughs> uh, I don't do his accent justice. You but sound kind of Irish. Yeah, yeah, it was like it's oh, okay. Well, he is from the north. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of planets have a north. Lots of planets have a north. Yeah, <laughs> from the north. I love that. Um, well, that's fantastic. No, I can't. I cannot do any better on his accent. So next so you... <laughs> year's Gallifrey is when? 
Uh, next year, it's generally... I or, have that. Uh, it's you got February 12th. Gallifrey 1. Right? Gallifrey 1, 30 second to midnight is the theme, I guess, mm-hmm. or the name for it. It is February 12th through 14th. So. The, they Valentine's always just, Day weekend? It's yes. always oh, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day weekend. weekend. And they always make a, a word play out of the number of years it is. So this mm-hmm. year it was the 31 flavors of Gallifrey 1. Okay. It has little to do with Doctor Who. Yeah. It's and just so, a pun. Yeah, it's just yeah. a pun on yeah, the number of years. Yeah, 32nd to midnight, that's yeah. pretty... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, all right. So, speaking of uh, Convention 101, Katie, Katie's Update. We are moving into Katie's Convention Update right now. Wow. All right, so tonight, uh, basically, before I would get into Ace Comic Con, which is what the bulk of this update is going to be about because it's coming up soon. Ace uh, is just the place. A- few updates for some of the other conventions that are a little further out. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con is actually next weekend, not this coming weekend, uh, but their exclusives are now in their mobile app. So if any of you are looking for a specific item from your favorite vendor, check out that on the app so that you can find out what lines you got to wait in and what booths you got to be to. Uh, so do that. And then WonderCon, the Saturday tickets are running low. They said that a few days ago, so they may be gone now. Mm-hmm. But Saturday, of course, is the busiest, most popular day of, of pretty much every convention. Uh, but the badge shipping deadline that I mentioned on last week's show, it has been extended. So if you uh, still want to get your badge delivered to you by mail, you can still do so. They did not say till when, but the tickets will be, or badges will be shipping out three to four weeks prior to April 10th. So probably like a couple weeks or maybe a week more so that you don't have to go wait in line at WonderCon to pick up your badge. So I thought that was kind of nice because we were, me and Derek were worried about that last week a little bit. Yeah, we were a little unclear. Barely made the deadline. It was that might be why they extended. It was a little confusing. The language in the email and everything made it sound like it was either it had to be before this day or it had to be on the this day or yeah. On or before. If you you got it like actually on that day, if you were too late or not, it was a little. It was hard to read. So no worries now. And now we're going to talk about Ace Comic Con. It's um, March 20th through 22nd. Ace does multiple ones. This is the Northeast one uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, March 20th through 21st at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center, which, I mean, almost all conventions are at convention centers, too. I mean, makes sense, right? Uh, tickets convention are still available. Convention. I know, right? <laughs> novel idea. It's hmm. brilliant. I wonder why, that's, why they're named that. Hmm. Anyway, three-day tickets are $95 in advance. I wasn't able to find out how much they are at the door, but they're just like a little bit more at the door. Friday's 45 Saturday is 50 and Sunday is 50 Kids 10 and under for three-day pass is $10. What? I know. I was shocked when I saw this. Uh, you're allowed to have two kids per a paid adult ticket. There's like a, a limit, which is interesting to me. So like you can't you bring like your soccer kids. team or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one-day pass is $5. So for a kid, $5, that's great because, yeah. we know, kids, you know, they get tired. There's so much stuff you can't do when you have a kid. So it's nice to not have to pay very much money for them. Uh, and tickets can't, it said tickets purchased from unauthorized websites will not be honored. I have no idea oh. how they do this, oh. but it's intriguing. Like, no, like StubHub. That's, yeah. cut, that's cutting down yeah. on StubHub Stelping. and all that good, stuff. Like, good, good. So, uh, Dang, StubHub. Yeah, they just. Uh, and part of that is because you get your QR barcode in your confirmation email, and then you have to use your registration. At, you have to register at the door to get your wristband. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one way they do it. There's multiple things that they can track and be like, nope, you didn't get this in a legit way. So I like that. Yeah, I, I like that too, honestly. That's kind of cool. Uh, there are lots of guests, and they are still announcing more. They announced two more today, uh, which was Ray Park, a.k.a. Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, and Bonnie Wright, who was Ginny Weasley yeah, in wow. the Harry Potter franchise. That's already joined by Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Jake Gyllenhaal, Tessa Thompson, Ewan McGregor, 
Hayden Christensen, Rupert Grant, and Shamik Moore. Jeez. So they have a lot of people. <laughs> and leading into that, I'm going to talk to you about the VIP and photo ops because that's something that's a little bit different for this, these conventions versus Comic, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So for the VIP passes, they include a photo and an autograph with the celebrity of your whatever one you're buying. Most of the Chris's, I think all the Chris ones are sold out. Like the big talent, they're sold out already. But they range from... Three hundred dollars to six hundred dollars for the for the nope. photo and autograph. So it's but it's a VIP one. Now I th- first mm. I thought that was in general. Then I went a little bit further into it and realized oh, that that no. was for both. For photo ops, just photo ops, it's about one hundred to six hundred dollars depending. But six hundred dollars is the one for all the Thor people. So Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth, and Tessa Thompson in one picture. Oh, seriously? Yeah. And then they're doing, for $445, a photo with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. So, like, they're doing group photos that are a little bit higher priced, but the individual ones are not as much. But ka-ching, most of them are ka-ching sold ka-ching out. is right. Yes. I mean, they're going to have <laughs> yeah. to pay back those uh, guarantees. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, uh, then you can also do autographs, which range from about 35 to $200, depending on... You know, the celebrity. <laughs> Obviously, the Chris's are on the high one. But you can also do a photo op with both Chris's for, like, 400 bucks. I was like, that's what tempting. else? You, that's, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have the money, and I'm not going anyway, but that is tempting. Uh, so I'm and, just going to have to wait until the Chris's pay $400 to take a picture with me. Yes. <laughs> it's going to happen. Or, you know, meet them at an after party somewhere, you know. Exactly. Uh, and then transportation and parking. I'm not very familiar with Boston. Maybe Ryan can chime in on this a little Boston. bit. I'm not sure. I'm from Philly. I know, but have you been to Boston <laughs> enough times more than us, probably? I've been there twice. I was visiting colleges. And okay. uh, the only other time I thought about Boston was when the Philadelphia Eagles beat them in the 2017 <laughs> Super Bowl. Go All right. Birds. All right. Well, birds. I did research a little bit. They do have a very good public transportation system called the T. So there's pretty, and it uses all forms of public transportation. And they also, apparently, Boston is known as America's walking city, so it's very walkable to walk to the convention, is what I found out. So that's what I have for Ace Comic Con. You know what was cool? I, I was reading about Ace Comic Con as well. As today, the deadline has is at mid, it was probably midnight Eastern time, so it's probably already passed. There was a contest to win one of those VIP packages yes. with Ooh. the Chris with Chris Evans, I think. There I, was one for Emerald City Comic Con. That might be what you're talking well, about. No, there's one with Ace, which oh, okay. was, the deadline is today. I, w- I was going to put it on the show notes tonight, and I was like, eh, by the time the show goes out, it's done. So yeah, I think I saw that. I did see that, but it's the show's it's by tonight. So that's, that's why I didn't talk about it because it was literally by. <sighs> I need to uh, apologize to anybody who's on the live chat right now. My house issued laptop died. <laughs> oh. It's okay, I got you. One second. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Ryan. What's up, Jim? So we are about to talk about something that you and our very special guest Amanda Yallen attended this weekend. Amanda, could you tell us about this, please? So uh, my cousin's second film came out this past week. Who's your cousin? Uh, my cousin is Ben Zeitlin, the director of uh, excuse me, Oscar nominated director uh, of um, Beasts of the Southern Wild, which came out in mm-hmm. 2012, and his new film. Wendy, which released at Sundance this year, uh, and then opened in theaters on the twenty eighth. Um, right. Yeah. And so you and Ryan went. How, how? And can you? First of all, can you tell us about the film? So it's. Wait, a, wait, wait, you know what? I did it wrong. I, let me tell you what I've heard about the film. <laughs> wait, wait. Wow. I am, I am so sorry. Lost. 
lost on a mysterious island where aging and time have come unglued. Wendy must fight to save her family, her freedom, and the joyous spirit of youth from the deadly peril of growing Jim, up. Jim, do your movie trailer voice. It's a whole new take on the classic tale of Peter Pan, directed by Ben Zeitlin, written by Ben and Eliza Zeitlin. Cousins of Amanda Yolen. Yeah. Wow, so oh yeah. I was hot in that mic. I know my mic just kind of popped right here. Right here we have a picture of Amanda ain't with. Uh, so Ben is my cousin in the middle, and then actually the other girl is another one of our cousins who lives in LA and is a <laughs> Hollywood success coach. How many um, cousins you got? I'm a Jew. <laughs> In the next photo, we have. Oh, what's this, Ryan? Oh, this was a spell. Oh, wow, I just zoomed in on his, uh, his chest there. Uh, this was a really special moment. So yeah, this was this Ben Zeitlin, director of Beast Southern Wild and Wendy, and that's myself right there. Uh, Amanda graciously took that photo, so she gets photo creds. <laughs> um, and yeah, did you want to just talk about the movie? Yeah. At all? Um, so, I, Amanda, do you want to go first? Yeah. So um, it's a really interesting new take on on you know a very classic story of Peter Pan without the protagonist of of Captain Hook you know, being the villain, but also without it really being led by Peter Pan. Um, this story really is led by Wendy, who is played by a little girl named Devin France, mm -hmm. who's very talented and very much reminded me of Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, she's very talented. Ben has this really interesting grassroots way of casting. So most of his um, actors, both in Beasts and in this film, really didn't have a lot of experience um, the little boy who played uh, Peter Pan, his name is Yashua. They found him at a Rastafari camp in Antigua, which is one of the three islands that they did all their filming in. Uh, nice. Most of it was on Montserrat, in an area where nobody's really ever filmed. It's at the base of an active volcano. Um, and it was, I mean, the, the, the scenery is incredible. The film is visually stunning. Ben definitely has a very stylistic way of of telling stories. And then the music... Um, which is also amazing, was the same guy, uh, Dan Romer, who did the music for Beasts of the Southern Wild. So it's very similarly themed, and you can kind of feel, you know, the, the you can feel the, the similarities between the two films. And that, that's a great score for it Beasts is. of the Southern it's, Wild. It's, like, it's my yeah. favorite. Uh, it's actually my favorite it's, movie score of all time. It's so good. I am a massive fan. Yeah, when I was, I was a sophomore in high school when Beasts of the Southern Wild came out, I was just getting into film, and that movie floored me. It's my favorite movie of that year, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I even had an English teacher who knew I loved it so much because I couldn't shut up about it at school, and he actually got me a poster from a local movie theater <laughs> and gave cool. it to me. I had it hung up in my room for... <laughs> still hung up today. Um, so, yeah, I was so excited to see this. So gracious. I actually got to meet uh, Ben with Amanda. It was, we had an awesome night. It was an early screening at the Landmark Theater, and really great spot. Uh, it was a pretty full theater, wouldn't you say? Um, but yeah, I mean, what was kind of great was this is his follow-up. It's been eight years he hasn't made another movie. And um, if you liked Beasts, I think you'll like this. It's very much a similar uh, style and has a lot of the, it shares a lot of the similar themes. I think like, the big difference in this one is this is a lot more about uh, mothers as opposed to Beasts of Southern Wild, which is about like, a little girl kind of accepting the loss of her father. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of themes about just like Moms and like I, I wanted to call my mom at the end. It, it had a really, and it also has that core, that core theme from the Peter Pan story of like not wanting to grow up. Mm -hmm. But it mm -hmm. says a lot of unique things about it. I found it to be really interesting. I think if you did like Beasts, you'll like this movie. So um, Ben's sister Eliza, who co-wrote Wendy with him, also does a lot of his sets, um, and she was 
one of the set builders and set creators for Beasts. Um, but she, and if you didn't know this, Ryan, she actually is the one that created Mother. Um, and Mother is this, ultimately this symbolic whale creature yeah. thing that is kind of used to be the catalyst for, for how the children stay young. Um, mm. and, and it's all about, like, you know, not just not just being young, but like believing and you have to believe in yourself that you stay young. And if you don't, and if you second guess, and if you doubt, that's when you grow old. Mm. Um, but so this, this giant creation, um, this giant whale thing, uh, was actually on display that I just found out, um, in Louisiana, which is where they both live, um, for, for a little bit during the, the premiere ish thing there. Can I ask you a question? How is and I, there is the, the there's a little girl. What who what's her name? Devin France. Devin France. Devin that France. we're seeing a picture of her right here. Yeah. Can I ask you how is this alike and how is it different from Peter Pan? So I mean, it's it's the general theme. You know, little kids leave their home, end up in Neverland, um, and refuse to grow up. Um, but there's a different kind of take on it. Um, and like I said, th- there isn't really a Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan doesn't have the same role. Yeah, I think I, if, I, if I may, no, please. I, I think it's it's the fact that it's about Wendy. It's so you know, Wendy's in Peter Pan goes to Neverland. They never use the term Neverland or anything like that in this, but it follows this little girl who goes. She escapes and follows a kid who is Peter Pan, or just they refer to him as Peter, and they go to this island where you stay young. Until you stop believing, and there mm. are some kids there who have grown up and are old, and those adults kind of band together and they want to take out this uh, this whale that keeps this energy of you staying young, and they think if they kill it, that they can become young again. Mm. And it's it's really quite fascinating. Um, the but it's all from Wendy's perspective. That's the the key thing. Is I think in all the other movies, Wendy's sort of the second. It's like a second narrator. Mm-hmm. It's told from like a second-person perspective. This is like full-on from Wendy's point of view. There's even a narration. So, I mean, some of the interesting things are, like uh, Ryan said, it, it's from Wendy's perspective. So this is the first time that you're seeing Peter Pan from a female perspective. But this is also the first time that, that Peter Pan has been cast uh, in a different race. So this is the oh, first yeah. black Peter Pan that's, that's ever been cast. He's uh, been a movie. she before. He, Kathy Rigby doesn't. <laughs> She's kind of mannish. But no, I mean, but but she wasn't playing. I know. You I, know, that was just a joke. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really like it's it's visually it's very interesting. The music really keeps you kind of engaged, um, and you really just you kind of need to know what happens. So I, I I feel like if you start watching it, like you're you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been mixed reviews. Um, uh, like I said, it premiered at Sundance in some of the initial reviews because it's Searchlight, which is now a Disney property, that there wasn't enough Disney in it. Um, Searchlight is staying its own thing. It's not going to become disney Yeah. How much stuff are we losing because it's not Disney enough, though? Yeah. I'm just, that's all. That's a tangent. I know. I'm sorry. But, but uh, is it uplifting or is it not uplifting? Is it It depends on how you... It's thought-provoking for it, sure. It really just depends on... Is it about, like, losing your, the innocence of youth? It's about that, but it's also a lot to do with your relationship with your mom. So I, I think it, you know, mm-hmm. it could really affect people very mm-hmm. differently. And Ben, I very much liken my cousin to Wes Anderson in that he has a very specific, very stylized way of of, of giving you a story. Mm-hmm. And you either love him or you don't. Um, 
you know, Ryan and I are, are fortunately in that group of, of people that love him, and I'm so <laughs> incredibly proud of my cousin. Um, you know, the first film got four Oscar nominations. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I am so incredibly thankful that you came to talk to us about Wendy. This is this is a cool insider's view. So, Amanda, thank you very much Thanks. for talking to us. Ryan, thank you. And Ryan, if we could, since we are at the end of our show, mm. we have a couple of news items. I'm going to give a challenge to Ben. You got oh it. Oh boy! I'm going to challenge ah. Ben because <laughs> these are excessively long. Ben, if you want to peruse them, could we end with a three-minute challenge Let's to Ben it. to end the show Let's tonight? Right. This is going to be a three-minute right. to end all minute challenges. Ah. If you lose, all right. The punishment is. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought I thought there was a punishment. Oh. No, there's no punishment. Uh, we'll, we'll run in there and we'll we'll do something. If, crazy. if you lose, the punishment is you get cut off mid-sentence when the He's show ends. He's gonna come in and true. beat you yeah. with a monkey sock. He's Five, gonna tase you, bro. Four. Three, two, one. Steven Spielberg will not be directing Indiana Jones 5 after a long development process. Spielberg is handing the directing reins of Indy 5 to another filmmaker for the first time in the franchise's 39-year history. Ford v. Ferrari director James Mangold is in talks to take a job. Mangold's been put in this situation before when he took over the Wolverine franchise with 2017's Logan. It was a blockbuster grossing $619 million globally and earning Mangold an Oscar nomination for adapted screenplay. Spielberg will remain his hands-on producer in Indy 5. According to the source close to the filmmaker, the decision to leave the director's chair was entirely Spielberg's and his desire to pass along with Indy's whip to a new generation to bring the perspective to the story. James Gunn wrote the following note on his Instagram as he wrapped production of Suicide Squad's squad sequel, and that's a wrap on the Suicide Squad. My father died two weeks before we started filming. My dog died two weeks before the end. It was a hard time in my life, and yet the most fulfilling time I've ever had making a movie. The professionalism, talent, compassion, and kindness of this cast and crew inspired me every day. Thanks to everyone involved in this film and every stage of development on every department, I'm grateful from the bottom of my heart for you all. You are why I make movies. During an appearance at C2E2 over the weekend, Mark Ruffalo revealed that there has been early discussions about the MCU's Bruce Banner, now Professor Hulk, joining the upcoming She-Hulk series on Disney+. Plus. Right now, Marvel has yet to announce who will be playing the series' titular character. Alison Brie, community glow horse girl, is a favorite among fans, and the actress recently debunked prevalent rumors about her being cast. The entire project has yet to be even announced as a show, uh, announce a showrunner. The 12th season of Doctor Who has been quite a ride, and now that the 10th episode has just aired, the, the ride has come to an end, for now at least. In the whirlwind of a finale, the timeless children, the Doctor finally learned what the Master meant when he told her in the Spyfall opener that everything she thinks she knows is a lie and fans flipped out at the series altering secrets that were revealed thinking that the episode writer and showrunner Chris Chibnall undid decades of canonical history and I it was awesome by the way you saw it? I did. I okay. watched it before I came in tonight. Yeah. From C2E2, William Shatner recently said that when Quentin Tarantino was briefly involved in the next Star Trek movie, he'd be interested in picking up the old mantle of Kirk, but now that the famed director is steered away from the project, it seems that Shatner's Trek days may once again be complete and finished, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have new projects coming down the pike. The actor said that the last time he was in Chicago, he'd made a deal with a fan to ride a motorcycle and from the Windy City all the way back to Los Angeles. His documentary about that epic trip called The Ride is complete, all about motoring down Route 66, and Shatner is getting ready to sell to distributor. The iconic actor also mentioned that the second season of The Unexplained de- debuted this past weekend uh, and is all about visions, oddities, and semi-mystical happenings that took place in the real world. The ro- world, the new episodes of The Unexplained hits history on Sundays, and I've got 34 seconds left. Yeah. You can breathe. Nice. And with that, thank you everybody for watching the Kind Guy Comic Con prep show this week. You can find me at Jim Fry LA on Twitter. Where can we find everybody else? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at conguy.com. And you can find me on Twitter. No, that's wrong. At conguyderek and on the conguy.com. I'm <laughs> yes. sorry, Katie. Go okay. on. And you can find me 
at Twitter, Instagram at KT underscore Christine or on other shows at AfterBuzz, uh, Batwoman on Sunday nights and Riverdale on Wednesday nights at 1010. Hey, my name's Ben Cleaver. You can find me on all social media at B-E-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R and you can see me in Seaburg now in theaters. Ooh. And you know, people ask me, why hey, do Ben, you why do you have that red, red cup? cup? Because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. Ben Cleaver party fever. <laughs> um, and I'm Amanda. You can find me posting pictures of my bearded dragon on social media, on Instagram, at Roland Yolen. And her bearded dragon had shown today that it loves her Ewok, he which does. is so crazy. Star he Wars fan. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Please like us, follow us, subscribe so you don't miss the show. We won't be here next week, but we will be back in two weeks from tonight. We will see you then. Yeah. Woo! From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.